You know, I say that a lot. And I sound like a broken record. If the Holy Spirit is not here, God is not here. You know, anywhere the Holy Spirit is not welcome. See, if man thinks they can take God's place, they got another thing coming. You know, this morning while we were singing, Yvette, Mom, and all of us, we were we was worshiping Jesus. Come on, somebody. Do you know who he is? Do you know who he is, this God we claim to serve is? He's our Redeemer, our Savior, our Healer. When I sing a lawyer, he's the one that goes to you. When you got a lawyer in a case, in a, in a, in a court, he's going to that judge for you. Right? And he's taking your argument before the judge or the jury. So when we take our argument before, before the Lord, Jesus has to be the one representing us. See, when we pray, we don't think much about it. But, you know, if Jesus wouldn't be there, you, you, your prayers are in the wind. It's not heard. Because the Holy Ghost is not there, it's not heard. If Jesus is not your lawyer or your representative before the Father, then you don't know him. Does that make sense? So when I sing that song and I say, well, Lord, you are my lawyer. You are the one that goes to God for me. You're my intercessor. I mean, my intercessor. (laughs) You're my lawyer. You're you're, You're the one that takes my arguments and calls before the Lord. Amen? Amen. So I want to challenge you this morning to have your ears open. Praise God. Sad to say a lot of people go to church with their ears closed. (laughs) Brother, I'm telling you. They go to to church just expecting to do a religious tradition. They go to church just because everybody else is doing it. But with no real desire for God. Mm. Okay. Lord, help us this morning as we, we read your word this morning. I pray for the Holy Spirit to be present with us this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to turn with the Proverbs chapter 15 verse 23 this morning. We're going to talk about your big mouth. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it to come out like that. Just a minute. <laughs> All right. Chapter, 20, uh, chapter 15 of Proverbs chapter, verse 23. You know, sometimes we use words in a very destructive way. And I'm learning every day. I can't just say what I want. My Lord. <laughs> Listen, my words are powerful. My words are powerful. Not because I'm anything. It's because they bring death and life. What I say to someone this morning could affect him for years to come. There was a scientist, and he and, and I don't know if that's true or not. They, I, they had invented a machine of some kind, and they were actually picking words out of the air. And they were, they were, they were picking words that were said hundreds of years, I mean, just out of the air. Because your words, when you say something, it doesn't leave. It's, it's, it's always affecting something, somewhere. I tell Book Dad all the time, he wants, he's wanting to be, a, I said, son, I said, only the devil lie to you. We talk about a lot of things. Satan is a deceiver. He's going to tell you things that will hurt you and pull you down. That's his job. And if he can use 
Church people, he'll do it. When we start bad-mouthing and backbiting and gossiping, oh, start slaying one another with our tongue, God is not happy. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. Somebody got to say amen or ouch or something. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, God is not happy when we deceive and lie and corrupt with our mouth. How could sweet and bitter water come out of the same fountain? How could you bless Ray there, curse Ray with your mouth and bless God with the same mouth? It can't happen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I better turn to my verse, okay? <laughs> I'm getting wind up here. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Listen, I learned a long time ago. I'm not a noted preacher. I'm what you call an open letter preacher. I just open it up and let it fly. <laughs> it's, it's time we get open letter preachers. We, 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 we've been taking preachers today have become so programmed. And so, and I don't want to use the, the wrong words, but so uh, trained to say the certain things. Because we can't offend the church no more. We, so church can't get uncomfortable. We, we don't want to lose the flock. So we're going to say nice things and smooth things and sweet things to make them feel just good where they're at. Listen, if you're a liar, you're sinning. If you're a backbiter, you're sinning. If you're slandering somebody in, the, in, your, in, some, in this church or any other church, you are sinning against God. I, I don't have to apologize for it. The bitter and sweet water can't come out of the same fountain. I like this verse. I call this, this message a word in season. What does that mean? Because every word you say has to be ordained by God. When, especially when it comes to somebody else or another Christian. Listen, sometimes I got to tell people words they don't like. And it is from the Lord. Because they're in sin. Because they're not right with God. Because their, their lives ain't showing fruit. That don't mean I hate them. It doesn't mean I want, to, I want them to get right with God. How about you? Yeah. Come on. Amen. I know the curse of God's coming upon America. I sure don't want it to be on you. So I got to say things because sometimes hard words are not always evil. <laughs> sometimes they're from the Lord. Sometimes they're, they're there to correct. Sometimes they're there to change you. Listen, I'm not judging you. I need some changing in my own life, praise God. I find my heart more drawn to the Lord and say, God, I want to be what you want me to be. I'm not satisfied the way I think. I want to think the way you think. My thoughts are not God's thoughts. My ways are not God's ways. The only, and I don't have to say this, and I don't have to doubt it when I say, I'll say this, that God wants you close to him. And he's going to do what he's got to do, whether you like it or not, to get it there. Now, you can ignore, ignore him. You say, I don't want that. Then you, that's your loss. But if you want to fellowship with the Lord, you're going to follow his way. I like that scripture, and I quoted a long time for many years. You know, about, the, uh, uh, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know what that means? Come and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you find rest to your soul. Take my yoke. You know what that means? That's, a, that, that, that's something you yoke two animals together with. A harness is something you put on one animal. But a yoke is yoke. Listen, Jesus wants to yoke up with you. But you're going to have to listen to his voice. 
You're going to turn when he tells you to turn. You're going to go straight when he tells you to go straight. You're going to turn left or right, whatever. Because he is the one leading, leading the plow. But how you use your words determines a lot of things in your life. First of all, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart. Somebody know that verse? The mouth speaking. If all that ever comes out of your mouth is death and defeat and gossip and destruction, you don't know God. Now, I'm talking to people that's supposed to know, be born again, right? I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I, listen, I got to deal with that. Lord, what, what I'm saying this morning, is it going to affect somebody? What is it going to do to, for the good or the bad? Is it going to strengthen their life? Is it going to strengthen their walk with the Lord? Is it going to give them the peace they need or is it going to give, defeat them? Every word that comes behind this pulpit, I've got to give an account for one day. Come on, somebody. Every word you do in the flesh to hurt someone, you're going to give an account for one day. Best thing to do if you've done that, repentance is offered. God, you can be forgiven. And start all over and say, God, change my heart. You said it this morning. Y'all saying, change my heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit with me. Take, come on, take not your Holy Spirit. You know where that comes from? That comes from Isaiah, uh, 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 Proverbs 53. David had just finished sinning with Bathsheba. You remember that? And David thought he had got away with it. Had Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, killed on the battlefield because he wanted her wife, his wife. And David's sitting on his throne. She got pregnant, and they thought it was, everything was all right. But God saw it. Come on, Holy Ghost. I said, God saw it. Don't worry about the preacher sees it. Where if God sees it? <laughs> I had one brother one time. He, he just got saved, and he was smoking. <laughs> and I'm not judging him smoking. <laughs> but he was smoking, and he said, but I don't want Lenny to see me. I said, he stopped. He said, wait a minute. God sees me. <laughs> I said, God saw me. And I thought about that over. I said, but that's so true. We, we are hiding behind our religious costumes. Come on. We're hiding in our little church. We're hiding behind this one and that one and brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. God sees you. You can dress up, put buns in your hair, wear dresses long like to the floor. God sees you. Come on, somebody. God knows what's coming out. Boy, that's a fearful thing, brothers. Listen, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It ain't much about me, but what about the Lord? What about what he sees? Okay, I'm going to read this verse. <laughs> Y'all help me. Say, Lord, help Brother Lenny. You need some help. So I tell everybody, I need a lot of help. <laughs> Let me get to my verse. Uh God is looking at us this morning. Amen? God is seeing us this morning. If you ask yourself a question, have I used my words for God's glory? Huh? I'm looking. Everything is done in a season. All right? Look at this verse. Lord, let the words of my mouth be spoken in season. Now watch, verse 23. I lost my spot. You'll forgive me a minute. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. 
Come on, Holy Ghost. Wait. We're looking. I want the joy of the Lord. You have joy by the answer of your mouth. What does that mean? The way you speak. If you speak death and defeat, there will be no joy. If you have joy in somebody else's defeat, you got a problem. If you take joy in somebody else's destruction, you got a problem. We should never be happy when our president fails God. Uh-oh. We should love him, pray for him. We're not to support his, his ways, but we should never want his defeat. We should never want out of our mouths, I wish that thing would die. That's sin. Because God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Well, I'm preaching, man. <laughs> Listen, God don't take no pleasure in death. Listen, I'm not saying support the evil that he's doing. I'm not supporting the government's evil. I'm saying that in our mouth, if we can only speak death without saying God is the judge. God is the righteous judge and God's going to judge righteously. It's not me. It's not you. It's God. We, see, we have to speak God's word. Listen, I'm at peace with a lot of things that I wasn't at peace at one time because I started realizing God's in charge. And if my heart is just bitter, then who else is in charge? My heart is it's full of doubt, and I'm speaking things that are not, not positive. Now, don't get me wrong. I know this time we have to, we have to correct. This time we have to reprove. This time I'm talking about your everyday life. How does, look, go judge your mouth this week and see how, how good it's, it's, it's lining up with God's word. <laughs> Listen, I don't curse. But I use one word, I made up curse word. Monkey's uncle. I'm getting mad, you dirty monkey's uncle. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I asked myself, is that a replacement word for what I really want to say? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> dirty dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> you see, I'm just getting religious. You see, I just don't want God to hear me say the, what I'm thinking. So he knows, he sees already. He knows the thoughts of your heart. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm meddling this morning, man. <laughs> we better fly out of here this afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. He says it here. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. A word spoken in season, how good is it? I need to hear you say, Brother Lenny, I'm praying for you. That's a word speaking. Brother Lenny, I'm believing God for you. I'm praying. I'm asking God to touch your life, fill you with. That's just, listen, I'm, I'm going to come to Yvette. I say, Yvette, I believe God's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs. Listen, you can do it. You can make it in Christ. As long as you trust in the Lord. That's a word in season. There's a time when I needed to hear something when I was down. When I, when I, was, when I felt like my whole life was ended. And a man came to me, a woman came to me, Brother Lanny, we love you, we're praying for you. God told me to give you a word. Hallelujah. Amen, God's going to take care of you. I needed that. Listen, when you tell me how much God has blessed you and delivered you and, and, and answered your prayers, that's a testimony. That's, a, that's salt I need in my life. I need to know God does that. That's a word in season. Listen, I've gotten corrected many times in this very little building, hallelujah. And it was a word speaking in season. It changed my life. I talked about that a lot. Things that were spoken behind this pulpit. Some of the greatest things I've got from the Lord, I've got behind from this pulpit. I didn't blame Brother Mike. 
the pastor. I didn't blame the ones that was in charge. Listen, I needed to hear that. Praise God. I'm not worried about everybody else. I need to get right with God. I need to change this way I think and speak. If I'm not speaking the right things, then something's not wrong right in my heart, right? Look, we're singing this morning. I was worshiping. The joy of the Lord. We were lifting our hands. What were we doing? We were speaking in our heart the glory of God and the presence of the Lord. Worshiping. You know? Worshiping God. Going into his presence with song and thanksgiving and worship. That's what I'm talking about. When we, we, we put that in our spirits and understand what we're doing, when we worship, we're giving praise to God. The God of all the universe. The glorious King. You know, I... I had my, my cousin died a few days ago. Actually, I had myself a good day. I had a funeral home, man. From, I went there. <laughs> they wanted me to read the scriptures. And I told, and, and you know what? Before that, man, I had about three hours. Now I was preaching all over that funeral home, praise God. I just felt the joy of the Lord. I felt, and it, it, it reflected back on when I, I said, Lord, even if I don't preach, if, when I read, let the anointing be there. <laughs> and you know, God has heard my voice. I wanted, to, I wanted somebody to be touched. And after we, the funeral finished, asked Janice, they came, man, Brother Lane, was, that was good. Man, there were, they had about 15, 20 people come and said, well, I was, what did I do? All I did was speak God's word, read the word. <laughs> okay, turn with me. <laughs> For Matthew chapter 12. God is good. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Have you been speaking death or life? Listen, I'm not the best husband in the world. You know, I know my wife wants to throw some things at me sometimes. A pot, something. <laughs> One time I got her so mad, and she had a pot in her hand. But she could have laid me out on the floor. That's when I was uh, less refined, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, when we first got married, whoo, look, I, I was a hell raiser. You know, I, I was taking off. I was going out without her. And she jumped in that car, man. I was, I was on the hood, man. I was, you ever seen them? And look, <laughs> you ever seen them, them shows where you're on the hood and you roll off? She could have killed me, man. I deserved to be killed. <laughs> she was young and feisty then. Now she's refined. <laughs> I asked for that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, she was mad. But you know what? You know, when, when, I, when I saw that, come on, somebody. See, I could have just took it and said, yeah, let's just go ride together, get a snowball or something. No, no, it wasn't that. You know that old saying? <laughs> yeah. She had sobbed that snowball right in my face. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but anyway, I was asking for what I had. <laughs> Thank God God was merciful. Said, I see that boy on the top of that hood. I'm going to save him. <laughs> I'm going to use him. Listen, I have changed a lot. <laughs> oh, James is laughing. Hey, listen, I thank God. I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I was. 
I'm still growing. I'm still changing. My mouth, my speech is still changing. I've talked about Jesus more in, my, in the last few years than I've spoken in a long time, praise God, because I'm starting to realize that relationship is real. Hallelujah. That relationship with Jesus is real, and it's going to be manifested through the way I speak. You know, I was spending those hours because I wanted to tell somebody about Jesus. All that was around us was death, right? People talking about death. And, and listen, we got to change the message, man. We got to change the argument. We got to change the, uh, the discussion. I was in church one day, and, uh, and I was thinking, you know, I'm getting older. I better find me a grave to be buried in, and I got to find me a. And the Holy Ghost said, son. Don't speak about death. Think, think about life. And not the way that out because I even heard this. I'm coming in your lifetime. That's between me and the Lord, okay? I'm not telling you I'm picking dates or nothing like that. It could be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now. And lately, the Holy Spirit's been speaking a lot to me. It's been coming to pass. So I said, well, maybe this is, this is going to come to pass. And while I'm alive, while I'm walking, maybe tomorrow. Right? But he said, don't speak death. <laughs> life. <laughs> life. How do you speak life? You speak Jesus' words. That's how you speak life. You speak what, you bring hope to someone around you. You bring, you bring joy to somebody around. Somebody's facing destruction in their life. Don't go around telling, oh man, that's how life is. You're going to die and go for six feet. Under. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear how depressing and believing I'm going, going to be in the ground and the worm's going to eat me all up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want something with hope. I want, I want joy, man. I want, tell me Jesus is coming back. Tell me I'm going to be with him forever. Tell me I'm going to have eternal life. Tell me. Listen, you know what heaven's like? No, no you don't. <laughs> I don't either. But I know it's good. I know there's joy and peace. I know there's life and no sickness, no disease, no corruption, nothing. Never see death, never see disease, never see sickness, never see anything we see on this planet that's destroying our lives. Because you know why? God gives us hope. I don't have a hope that I'm going six feet under. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be with Jesus, whether... In the body or out of the body, I'm going to be with Jesus. No matter what it is, it's happening, Lord. I'm telling you, he's coming back. Y'all better open your eyes. We're playing, a lot of people, church people are playing games with God. He's coming back. Tell people, well, this world, I hear even lost people say that. Oh, man, it's so bad. Hey, I'm going to heaven. Oh, man, the economy's falling apart. Everything's coming to pieces. I'm going to heaven. Why do you keep saying that? Because I ain't staying here. This ain't my world. <laughs> Listen, I'm on a pilgrim, man. I'm only passing through. I ain't planning on staying here. I'll come back with Jesus one day, but I want to see the Lord. That's, listen, I want to be with Jesus. I want to enjoy life forever. Why are you dreaming, brother? Let me leave me alone. Listen, leave me alone because at least I have hope. At least I don't have to look for death and destruction and defeat and, and the world blowing each other up, praise God. Listen, I have hope. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, the Bible says. Lord says, you got to, listen, Lord, observe the, approve the meditation. Approve the words of my mouth. I'm not going to keep you too much long. <laughs> it's a lot to chew on sometimes, <laughs> but it's the truth. 
Matthew 12, verse 36, and I like what Jesus had to say. But I say unto you that every idle word, what is that word idle? It means word that's useless. Every word that's not to glorify God. Every word that doesn't prosper the kingdom of God. Every idle word, you'll give an account one day. Watch, let me read it to you so you don't believe I'm making that up. He says, I say unto you that every idle word a man speaks, may speak. They will give an account of in that day of judgment. For by thy words you will be justified. What does that mean? By the way you speak, testify that Jesus is in, you've been saved. You've been made right. That's what it's telling us. By the words of your mouth, I can tell a person, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. But you're cursing every other word. You, you don't, you're not right. Something is wrong. Come on. I'm a Christian, but I don't like Brother Lenny and Brother Sister and so and Brother so and Listen, you, you ain't right. You ain't right if you speak in death out of your mouth. You'll be justified by every word or be made right by every word that comes out of your mouth. Does that mean you talk perfect all the time? No. I'm not, I, listen, I don't want to condemn it. That's, that don't mean you can walk around with a little hail on your head and say everything right. The Bible says a man that bridles his tongue is able to govern his whole body. Come on. You put a bit in the horse's mouth for what reason? No matter how big he is, how powerful he is. He, the, man, the man stirs that horse with just that little, that little, that little rope, stern, whatever you call it, bridle. And he could, he could turn the whole body. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But the tongue can no man tame. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. It's an unruly evil. Oh, my God. It's poison. It's destructive. It's the little devil behind the pearly white gates, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Listen, do your, this week, examine your speech. And ask yourself, is this God or not? You know what I'm saying? You, you can't conversate with people. You, you know what I'm saying. Like I go to Janice, what you cooking me for breakfast, Janice? Well, I'll kick you what I always cook you. Uh, what's that uh, little sausage uh, uh, thing you wrap around? Picking the blanket. But that's a, I'm talking about words that are spoken either for life or death. Watch, especially when you want to talk about somebody. You don't know what that person is going through. I remember Job and his three friends. You know how many chapters them three guys sat down there and, and all they did was say, because you sinned, Job. Because you ain't right. You made God mad. And you know what? He's sitting there and he said, show me my sin. We don't know what it is, but we know you sinned. We know you ain't right. Come to find out, they was the ones that wasn't right. Oh, they were quoting God's word, man. They were quoting like they were spiritual. They were giving spiritual answers to Job. And all they were doing, finding a reason to condemn Job. And they just sat there and just sat there for 30, I think 37 chapters. Almost through the whole book of Job. The first three chapters is when Job and his wife lost everything. And all of a sudden at the third chapter, there comes them three buddies of theirs. There comes their... His encouragers, his, his Christian brothers. Listen, if somebody's going through something, please watch your mouth. Because you don't know what they're dealing with. We're easy to judge. We're easy. Listen, you know, sometimes we judge people based on how we see God. 
don't wear our, our clothes, you don't look like us, you don't wear, you, you don't talk like us, or she don't talk like us, and they don't act like us, then, then all of a sudden, they ain't saved. <laughs> no. Jesus is who they need to be like. You better make sure you like Jesus. <laughs> Every word that comes out of your mouth is judged by God. That's a scary thought. I want to be observant of what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach me, and especially how I speak. I'm only going to speak what's in my heart, right? You know what, you know what the mouth is? It's a pop-off valve. It's, and when the pressure gets enough, it, it steams off. Come on. I don't know about you, but I had some steam coming out of my mouth a lot of times. I <laughs> The pressure. Listen, I can think about them old, them old trains. Those old, uh, those old. Yeah, you know, the, 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 old, the old trains where they used to steam. After a while, the pressure builds. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it is. A pop-off valve. <laughs> I told, I told. <laughs> I told the sister Madeline one time, you know what we need? Some good old spiritual castor oil. <laughs> Listen, I tell that story. I said, one time I, I couldn't use the restroom. Listen, I'm very blunt. I, I, said, I couldn't use the restroom. <laughs> and I said, well, Jane, I got some castor oil in the, in the cabinet. But wait, as bad as that was, it was ransom. <laughs> yeah. Lord, man, you talk about something, make your hair tingle, man, stick up. <laughs> but I said, man, when it comes out, we all right. <laughs> we, <need some> good <laughs> we don't like the taste sometimes. We don't like what it tastes like. We don't like when God said, this ain't right. It's turns in your stomach. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, God's messing with me again. Oh, we, we get angry at God. We say, God, I have the right to be mad at that person. I got the right. No, you don't. The Bible says, if you don't forgive men and trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive yours. Listen, I've, I've, I've took a lot of that, that old spiritual castor oil. <laughs> Look, listen, I remember in the book of Revelation where it talks about John, the Lord told John to take that little book. You have to read the whole book. But the book, the book, he said, eat it. It's going to be sweet in your mouth, but bitter in your stomach. Listen, we all like, amen, Lord, bless me, Father. And when God says, wait a minute, I'm going to give you the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I better preach something. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> no, we need some. We need to clean ourselves out. Turn to the. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen overnight. Believe me, don't don't get to the point. And say, well, if you don't leave this church talking a different talk and perfect, you ain't right with God. That's not what I'm saying. Hallelujah. It's gonna take a process. It's gonna take a couple of doses of castor oil or something, hallelujah, to cleanse you out. <laughs> man, that stuff was bad, man. It was, it was ransom on top of it. Oh, <laughs> could have had a dead cat that been <laughs> been rotten for three weeks. <laughs> for three weeks, just oh. Oh, I'm getting weak just talking about that. Never change. <laughs> All right. Change us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Wash us out. Change our speech. All right. I ain't got much time, but let me give you a couple of more verses, okay? Verse Psalms 141. 
And turn with me there. And I'll, I have it marked off. I want to show you something. I want to give you a prayer to pray, okay? Psalms. I want to, I want to give you, I want to give you a, a prayer to pray this, this morning. And it, it, it's a good one. Psalms 141. I have my, I have my spot somewhere, and I'm going to find it. Psalm 141. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> right after 140, the Lord said. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not going to make you do that, but I, had, I remember a preacher was preaching one time, and he just wanted to see how much people knew the Bible. He said, I want you to turn to Hezekiah 3-4. And people, <laughs> don't look, there's no Hezekiah 3-4. <laughs> Oh, they're going through their Bible. People are going through the, through the, the, the index. Man, has a card three, four. <laughs> I told a lady one day at the church, and she could see she was mad at her husband. Oh, she was mad at her husband. And I looked at her. I said, don't you know what second opinion three, four says? <laughs> don't look for it. I said, he that paid the bills making the rules. <laughs> she didn't say, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't give me a hug or nothing. She just said, good, <laughs> so long, bro. <laughs> Second opinion, three, four, don't look for it in your Bible. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we, 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 we think we know God's word, right? You know, people quote things like, uh, what's that one they like to, uh, you know, God takes care of those that take care of themselves. That's not in the Bible. It's not. And we use little phrases like that. You know what I'm talking about? We say, well, that's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. I had one the other day. I had, went to Walmart. And listen, you got to, if you're not listening to the Holy Ghost, and there was a sign, do what your heart, huh? Yeah, well, no, that wasn't it, though. No, no, no. It was, it's do, no, fulfill your heart's desire. Do what your heart desires. I said, what if I want to rob a bank? Can I do that too? My heart desires it. I said, that's so deceptive. And to the world, it sounds good. Follow your heart. That's what it was. Follow your heart. My heart gets me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> if, I don't, if I do what my flesh wants. Years ago in this very church, I preached a message. I remember that. Flesh, flesh, flesh. That's our problem. How, how does flesh, flesh always wants to speak things that glorifies itself. Pride. Oh, that easy word. Do you know pride started all the sin system we see today? Started with, with the devil, right? And you can link people and watch them. They start giving themselves glory. There's something wrong. There's nothing, someone edifying you, you know, like I go, Lord, say, uh, you know, you're doing good, brother, or so and so on. I said, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you give yourself praise. It's dangerous. Look how good pastor I am. I got it all together. Y'all need to make sure y'all come to me before y'all check what y'all need to do. Oh, please, come on. Before <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I thought about, I laugh about some things. You know, you listen to things, how it's like, you know, Naming a ministry after yourself. Well, people do it. I'm not judging people. But I wouldn't do it. This is me. I was going to change the church name. Lanny Hayes, Full Gospel, Holy Ghost Church. 
How stupid. <laughs> Seriously. I thought about that over and I said, why is Christ not getting the glory? And they got some good ministry. They got names after themselves. I'm not knocking them. That's all I'm talking about. But I said, in my life, I have to make sure, me personally, that my life is glorifying Jesus. That's why I pray every day before I come, when I get here. Say, Lord, you be glorified. This is your church. Those are your people. I'm only a servant. Man, that's all I am. And I told somebody the other day, you know what? I was praying. I said, Lord, I'm not the message. I'm only the messenger. That's all I am. And I realized that messenger ministry is important. Because I'm going to tell you some stuff. If I feel it's the Lord, that's going to come from the Lord. Now, am I perfect in my preaching? No. You know, I'm not. Seriously. I, I have to go back some time and say, you know, God, what, what's what I said that for? But you know what? The learning how to speak first has to come. Listen, I talk about people about, and I'm almost closing, about everybody's crying about the uh, gun, gun crimes. You know what? Of all of that shooting going on, a gun never shot nobody. People shoot people. Right? And I thought, I said, I said, well, if we can get something to change hearts, you wouldn't have that. If every American in the country would get saved tomorrow and really be born again, there would be no gun crimes. There would be no racism. I'm not saying it would change all at once, but it would start, the process would start where people's lives start changing. Then maybe we wouldn't leave. We wouldn't have to have police officers. And maybe we wouldn't have to have all that. You know, because you know what? People's lives are changing. I don't want to speak. I had a lady in the hospital. Well, it wasn't hospital. I went to the doctor's office when I was sitting there. We got to get rid of them guns. I said, man, a gun never shot anybody. And actually, the first time in her life, she really thought. <laughs> people shoot people. Why they shoot them? Because of hate in their heart. Because of, of pride and all kind of different reasons. We could go on and on. What made that little boy shoot them 20 people in Texas? 18 years old. Who taught him that? The same school that he went to that said, that's not a life. You come from a monkey. You're just a blob of cells. Life, you don't even matter. You listen to that junk long enough, and guess what's going to happen? Are you hearing me this morning? You'll be programmed to think that that baby is not alive. You'll be programmed to think that, you know, the uh, only thing that matters, get all the gusto you can, and you only live once. You're not going to live once. You're going to live somewhere else one day. Speak the word. This is the one I want to I get on. This, this is the one that really stirred my heart. Set a guard. And this is, this is the prayer. Set a guard, oh Lord, over my mouth. Oh my. Oh, it's always easy to flap off, right? It's always easy to mouth off. It's always easy to, to tell somebody what you think. But what about the effect of it? Around Coda Homes, most of you that live here know better than me. A lot of these things that are going on in this community is happening because somebody's mouth. Somebody says, don't let nobody run over you. Don't let nobody tell you nothing. You defend yourself. And I know there's a balance to it. Listen, I'm not saying let nobody make your doormat. That's not what I'm saying. But it's because it's always about you. 
I never thought about that. It's always what's happening in this community and a lot of communities. It's about you or them. It's about pride. It's about what I can get. It's about how we talk. You know how many people in their grave because somebody mouthed it off and they put a bullet in them? Huh? How many people are, 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 are facing destruction? Husbands and wives are, are divorcing today because they're big mouth. Because somebody has to be on top. I got to have the last word. Keep your last word. If it ain't coming from God, I don't want it. <laughs> Whoa, that'll preach. <laughs> if it ain't coming from God, I don't want it. It's coming from hate, jealousy, pride. Listen, if, if there's something in my life you see is wrong, tell me. That's your job. You're responsible to show me what's wrong. But if you're just coming out of your own flesh, I don't want it. I got enough problems already. Stuff I got to deal with. I need to know what God says, all right? You got to go. Listen, go today, this week, and ask yourself, Lord, put a guard over this mouth. A man that speaks less is wise because he judges his words. So a lot of people don't judge their words, right? They don't say, well, what is this going to do, what I'm fixing to speak, or what I'm fixing to say? How is this going to affect that person's life? How is it going to affect my life? Especially though there's people around you listening, right? How is it going to impact the people around you? By the words I speak, yes. You know what's more deadly than guns? Words. You know, what's, you know what's more deadly than disease? Words. You know what's more deadly than anything? Words. People say, sticks and stones may break my bones. Words, whenever. That's a lie. Don't tell me words don't hurt you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Words edify or it can destroy. I've been married 41 years tomorrow. And I wouldn't want to trade her for 10 Miss Americas. And I ain't lying. But if she comes tomorrow and says, we've been married 41 years, most of that time, I hate you, Lenny. What would that do to me? No, seriously. You know, just that? I, I hated you all along. I didn't want, listen, I just kept this marriage together because for the kids' sake. What would that do? Unless you've got a good wife, you better hold on to her, brother, sister. Because the last thing I want my wife to say to me is, I hate you. My God, I couldn't imagine. Thank God she's got the spirit of the Lord. I don't believe she'd ever do that. But she can. You can. You can hurt him. Because you know what's our problem? It's called pride in flesh. When we were first married, after we really got a hold of the Lord, after we got born again, we were trying to see who's in control. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we'd argue. <laughs> and we always try to have the last word. If, 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 if I was going to do anything, I was going to hurt her with the last word I had to say. You ever been in that boat? <laughs> I'm going to tell her what I think. She's going to know what I mean, man. I, oh, Bill Loney. All right, show you who's the boss. She's going to know I'm the, I'm the chief of this chicken outfit <laughs> listen as I learn 
I start saying, more, I love you, Jan. I appreciate you, Jan. She does the same thing. We don't say everything nice to each other sometimes, but that's one thing we don't do without. Don't, I pray for long life, prosperous life for her when she's in bed, and she does the same thing for me. Sometimes I'm sleeping. I said, Jane, you didn't pray on me last night. Oh, yeah, I did. I did when you were sleeping. <laughs> My Lord, I couldn't make it without her. One day she might go before me one day. I might say, well, look, don't, don't, don't let the cement dry. <laughs> I'll probably be right behind. <laughs> no, seriously. But I would never want, out of all she can tell me, she's, she can she could tell me, Lanny, you don't listen. Okay, Jen, you're right. I don't listen. Lenny, you're too nervous. <laughs> See that? <laughs> you don't want to, you, you're not thinking, Lenny. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, if mama's not happy, <laughs> but that's all, a, a, because sometimes I ain't happy. A lot of times I ain't happy. But we try not to go to bed angry at each other. Try to go to bed. Because you know what? The last word we say before we can go to sleep might be the last word. <laughs> I want, if something will happen to me, I, 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 I die in my sleep or she died. I want the last word to see, Jan, I love you. As mad as I get. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Okay. I'm almost finished. Seriously. <laughs> Somebody say amen, brother. <laughs> Keep watch over the door of my lips. And I'm going to paraphrase, okay? John, uh, James said for us to speak. Well, let, me, let me just read that one more verse. I'm sorry. I, I have it written down, but I want to make sure I get it right. You don't have to. I'm going to turn to it for, for the sake of time. Right behind Hebrews, James. Yeah. God is a good God, amen. He says it like this, and I want to say, I want to speak it. I wrote it down. James chapter 1, verses 19. Now listen. And this is serious. This is the last verse. Nobody, you don't have to worry. This will be it. <laughs> it says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, be attentive. And slow to speak. Well, slow to anger, slow to wrath. But it says right here, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Right? Well, how much you think you can run your big mouth, it's not going to produce a changed heart. Years ago, my kids were growing up. And I see just about all I'm serving the Lord. I'm still praying for one right now. But... Uh, when I would discipline them, first thing I, I, I tell them, you sinned against God. And Isaac, <laughs> Isaac got a big old, soft heart. <laughs> and he was small. And he said, son, you lied to me. So you sinned against God. I said, I'm going to whip you. But I think him realizing that he sinned against God, tears started rolling down. I mean, I offended God. Hey, look. If you discipline a child in anger and vengeance, you're just going to have a bad child. But if you discipline them, as the Bible says, God, God corrects the, those whom he loves, right? 
He chastises those whom he loves. My kids will tell you, and we're not perfect, seriously, I'm not trying to, but they know we love them. They know they can come and, 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 and meet us. And I told that many a times, I said about grace, I said, you know what, and I say that over and again, I'm, if they come to me and ask me for something, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to do my best to give, but you come, I might tell you no, you know why, because you're not my child. And that's nothing, listen, you're supposed to love everybody, don't tell me you love me as much as you love your children. You're lying through your teeth. It's not true. But the grace and covenant I have with them surpasses my covenant with you because they're my children, right? So I understand that by the, they got grace. They got things. They can go in my icebox and eat my food, and they can cook, get cookies out of the cookie. And they do it now. <laughs> they're all grown. They do it now. But they can do that because they're my, my, my children. Just think how much God sees about you. He's going to do something for you that he's not going to do for that world. Because you are under grace. Under a covenant with him. But my words have to be from the Lord. My words have to be from the Lord. Power of life and death, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, is in the tongue. Power of life and death? You mean everything proceeding out of our mouth determines how we're going to live or die? Oh, yeah. I didn't write that. <laughs> Go argue with God if you want. <laughs> Power of life and death in the tongue. What's coming out of your mouth determines the direction your life is going to go. Right? I wrote this from my, as I was just writing. Number one, our words spoken could bring peace or war. Oh, I was, that's what I was doing in the back. <laughs> I was writing this down. Our words spoken can bring peace or war. It can bring unity or division. It can divide the chiefest of friends. Right? Words speaking, spoken, in, it will in some cases be felt for life. If James would tell me that tomorrow, on my 41 day, I'll remember that till I die. Because we better be careful. Like I said, words are more powerful than bombs. It's more powerful than anything on this sickness or disease. More powerful than anything. Because when you die, or come to die, you, you're going to remember what somebody said about you. Unless you have the peace of God in your life, okay? It's gone. But you're going to remember if, if, you're, if you're not at peace with the Lord. More words driven or bought by words can bring division more than anything. More, I've seen people be divided over words. And instead of doing what the Bible says, take wrong if need be. That that the peace of God can reign supreme. When me and Jans have a discussion, one of us is right. And one of us got to realize, 41 years married, we know each other now. We know how we think. When we say words, we have to make sure they're, especially as we get older, those words have to be cherished. 
hear me. A lot of you, you know, a little Lord and Boogie and Brady back there, you're, you're a little, you know, climbing up the hill. And RJ, <laughs> listen, when I, when I had my 50th birthday, I'm 59, and my, my, my kids gave me a birthday cake. You know what they put on there? They had a little dump truck with a pile of dirt. They said, dirt is older than that. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Smart Alex. <laughs> dirt is older than dad. So is wind. So is everything else. <laughs> One more. <laughs> Words that are spoken in right will bring debt to the best of friends. Let's stand up. Praise God. Listen, you might be all perfect and right, and you never see nothing wrong, and you never hurt anybody. That's not for you what I'm fixing tonight, pray, okay? But if you're struggling, and listen, it's not, if you're struggling with your mouth, it don't mean you lost, okay? Let me get, I don't want people to get the idea. That's what I'm saying is that there's, it's, it's a road to death, right? If you can't find praise, if you can't find words of Christ in your, in your if it's always about defeat, it's always about somebody else, it's always about that one and this one and that problem and that, and always looking at life on a negative, and all you ever do is speak, What's abundant? If there's no faith coming out of your heart, there won't be no words of faith. You understand what I'm saying? We could say the you know religious words like everybody. You know, I, I've heard you must believe. I heard that for years, and it's true. But till recently, I, I started drilling. What does that mean to believe? It's to believe in whatever, whatever, everything God said is settled in heaven. My faith has to be in what this book says, not in Joe Biden, not in Donald Trump, not in. This church or that church, it's got to be in this. If God spoke it as a promise to you, it's yours. I don't care what people say. Well, you that believing in that Bible, that's old-fashioned. <laughs> Just leave me alone, praise God. Because I know he carried me through, through many, many dark times, many trials, many tests. And listen, don't think because you're going through a trial that's an evil thing. For the trying of your faith, work it patient. Listen, I don't like trials. I don't like chastisement. I don't like it. But thank God for it. Because <laughs> if I wouldn't have had it in the times I, I needed it, I wouldn't be right here today. My Lord, are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. Lord, help us to examine our own heart. And help us to see where our heart is this morning. Because out of the abundance of the heart, Father, you said the mouth speaketh. Lord, I thank you for the people here today. I thank you for what you're doing here today. And I ask you to bless everyone.